0: What is up, Steeler Nation? We are back with another episode of Steelers Crazy. I am J.Y. This is Mike Nicastro. We have a lot to talk about. Stuff is starting to happen in Steeler land. The NFL Combine is here. Before you know it, don't blink. The NFL Draft will be here. We just had another hog on that I think can protect Kenny Pickett earlier, so make sure you check out that podcast. Sammy, let's get to it, man. The boys are back in town. Turn up your volume, volume. because you're about to listen to The The Sick Sick Podcast, Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Aaron Smith, Shields,
1: Black O'Polomano takes it home, Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that, thanks to number 43.
0: The Sickest Pittsburgh Steelers Podcast. Sports Entertainment, like no other, it's gonna be sick. I'm drinking this uh this green drink. Oh, it looks terrible. It's actually te- it looks terrible, but it actually tastes really good, and I feel even better. So that so it's going to be a it's great got you show. energized
1: for this show. You're feeling healthy. you you look uh, good. You have a lot of a uh, lot of shine in your face, a glow yeah, to you. That's
0: actually that's actually what this is for. It's it says it makes you glow. So we'll see we'll see if the Steelers can glow in the 2023 season. Um, so I just wanted to jump into it too. I, I never actually asked you, did, did you watch the senior bowl? I know we had some guys on that, uh, played in the senior bowl, uh, recently. Um, were you able to catch any of it? I know I ca- caught a few quarters of it. It was kind of on in the background cause you know, I got dad duties, but, uh, just wanted to kind of get your take on if anyone stood out to you, uh, especially some of the guys that we had on our uh, draft profile.
1: Yeah, I watched most of it. Um, I think, What's interesting about this bowl game is a lot of people have this perception that these players are not as good as the juniors coming out because some some will say if they were top prospects, they would have came out their junior year, right, Mm -hmm. which obviously you're eligible to do after that season. But I don't think that was the case at all, man, while watching these guys. I saw some premier talent on the football field. Starting with, for me, Ohio State tackle Dewan Jones. This is a dude who was initially projected, I think, after the season to go maybe in the second or third round. I think he's vaulted himself up to maybe late first category. The dude is a freaking behemoth. He probably drinks more green juice than you, Um, but he might, maybe he puts like something filling in there, some carbs, because he's like, you know, 500 pounds and six, seven. But I think he is a guy that is going to get the Steelers' attention, naturally, one, because he's an Ohio State guy, (laughs) and and two, because he's an offensive lineman, their number one position of need. Another guy on that line, Osiris Torrance, Florida kid, uh, absolute beast, one of the best guards in this draft. Uh, And I think two guys we just talked to, bro. I mean, it's it's obviously a shameless plug, but it's worth it here on the sick podcast, Steelers Crazy. Dayon Henley, linebacker. Washington State I wrote a profile on him we interviewed him a couple weeks back he's the new school linebacker in the NFL this dude can cover he's probably going to run like a 4-4-4-5 I joke with him I was messing around saying he's going to run a 4-3 he didn't want to uh he didn't want to give away any um he didn't want to be too optimistic right it's one of those things where like you know if you're going on a first date you can't tell a girl that you're 6-5 and then show up and you're 6-1 because you, you can't let anybody down it's one of those things but Henley is a beast. He's a guy that I think might be in play at 32 for the Steelers, and he had a great senior bowl. And then the last dude we just talked to earlier this week, McClendon Curtis, Chattanooga offensive lineman, small school kid with a big school game. He could absolutely ball another dude who's versatile on the line, tackle, guard. So there's four names right there for you that I think will be on the Steelers draft board in the top 50 at the very least, man. And I just think even talking to Henley – and you were with me for McClendon Curtis. These guys are mature. they're ready to be pros on and off the field, right?
0: yeah, I mean, I think you know when at any level d one uh playing any collegiate level really is is demanding so i I know you know getting ready for the combine is is i mean I can't even understand. I mean, I wake up at three fifteen and go to the gym every day, but I'm sure that my workouts aren't anything close to these offensive linemen and these linebackers. Uh, I'm sure they have a strict regiment. Um that, that would that would definitely be uh interested uh to to kind of like see like what, what they they to follow, yeah. Um so I mean Netflix I, has a
1: series coming out. I just learned of it. It's like in a day in the life following they followed Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, and I can't remember the third. It might be Patrick Mahomes around all season, pretty much all yeah, throughout I did see that. The day, their daily life. That's gonna be amazing. With family and and whatever they do. But, that yeah, that's going to be sick. Yeah. So, uh,
0: well, I woke up today. And, again, nothing surprises me in the world of sports, especially Pittsburgh sports. And uh, Mason Rudolph was trending. Who? Yeah. So there's been talks about, um, you know, some of the Steelers insiders um, were saying that, um, Mitch Trubisky obviously wasn't happy Um, you know I, I don't know what goes on I, I don't like to put words in people's mouths but he you know it, it's Kenny Pickett's time to shine and I think that he still thinks that he can be a starting quarterback in this league or at least compete to be a starting quarterback so with that being said if Mitch Trubisky's out would Mason Rudolph perhaps come back and be the Steelers backup Kenny Pickett this year we've seen concussions um you know, that sort of thing. Having a solid backup quarterback, especially someone who has been there, um, is very, very good. Um, you don't want Mason Rudolph, like I think we talked about it just through text today, about, like, you know, these guys, they play uh, Larry Obe and Joby. Take him, for example. Um, you know, he played for almost everyone in the AFC North, and you get to play them, I think you said, two times. So, like, you, you know, maybe the Browns would want to steal him to be a backup. Um, Or something like that, but it seems like he's not getting much interest. So, could you see the million dollar question? Can we see Mason Rudolph back in the black and gold next
1: season? Man, a trending topic on Twitter has there ever been a backup quarterback or a third straight quarterback who trends more on only in Pittsburgh that trends more on social media than Mason Rudolph? I mean, this guy. Literally didn't play a snap last year in the regular season, and he was a trending topic mm. on Twitter, not just in Pittsburgh, but I think nationwide. Which is uh, which is wild, man. My first reaction was to the news that Mason is open to returning to the Steelers. Was that what the hell is he supposed to say? Yeah. Like you can't close. It's it's a stupid idea to just close yourself off entirely to returning to an organization. What if his every single offer he gets on the open market. Is you know one million, two million, and for some reason the Steelers say, Hey, let's cut Mitch Trubisky, save us eight, nine million in cap space, whatever it's gonna be. Let's offer five of this to Mason. You think he'll take that five million or he'll go to another team for two million that's not willing to promise him a starting spot? That's why you don't close these doors. It'd been stupid of him to come out and say, Nope, I'm done with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're uh, they're in the dust for me. I'll I'll you know never play for them again. So I just think he was being wise. I think there is a 1% chance he ultimately comes back here at the end of the day. He's been held hostage, man, for a few years. Yeah. He's probably felt like Aaron Rodgers just did in a dark room in a bunker for four days. he has been literally in the dark. I think Mason Rudolph has made up his mind. If he emerged from the bunker, his future is not with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was one of those, like, never say never comments. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if I was like, you know, maybe we'll. Maybe we'll fly to the moon next week. And, and you're like, yeah, right. And I'm like, never say never. Who knows? Anything could happen. Uh, anything could happen, but never say. What did Mike Tomlin say that one time? That, you know what? They said, hey, are you going to USC? I remember that was a hot rumor. And he said, never say never, but never. In regard yeah. to Mason Rudolph coming back to the Steelers, I'm just going to throw this out there right now. Never say never, but never. I think he made a really good point about the AFC North too. Jacoby Brissett's a free agent for the Browns. They could lose him. I wonder if they'd be tempted to sign Mason Rudolph uh, to back up Deshaun Watson, given the fact also that it seems like anytime he's made a start in the past few years, it's been against the Browns. So the season's already in hand. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, in what what I take from this whole thing is that you know Mason Rudolph, he conducts himself. He's a professional at the end of the day. Obviously, anyone wants to play. But I just think that his agent, I don't think that he's getting a lot of bite from other teams. And they're starting to circle back around and be like, hey, you know, hey, Steelers, like I'm willing to come back. But, you know, I I need that backup
1: spot. Um, Maybe at the very least make some other teams think, oh, the Steelers might offer him. Let's bump our office 500,000. It's leverage. It's just leverage.
0: Yeah. So um, on that. That was that was very good. I I like that debate right there because it's just I didn't think that I would be talking about Mason Rudolph um, in February. Um, And here we are. Never say never.
1: Never say never. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk Steelers free agency. Um, There's been a lot of talk. I know uh, our guys, Sammy, they're Titans fans about Taylor, the offensive lineman. Um, and then I I I also seen put people putting Jalen Ramsey in a in a Steelers. Man. You know how they do the you know they do the jersey swaps. So I know you're not a big fan of those. I'm not really either, because some of them are just obnoxious. I'm like they're, they're putting they're putting Aaron Rodgers again in a Steelers uh uniform. I'm like, yeah, I mean I appreciate you guys, the
1: graphic design ability. Yeah, it's great work. That That's not cute.
0: it's just come on, man, uh be realistic. Um but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I did, you know, Jalen Ramsey. I, I just kind of wanted to get your take on that and then maybe bring in, a, you know, an offensive lineman in. Um, you know, just what are where are you at with Steelers free agency in, in February? I can't believe it's almost going to be March, but
1: here we are. I'll start with the fact that I don't like the idea of Taylor Luan. It was a stud for the Titans for about a decade, but that's the reason I don't love it because it's been a decade. Uh, offensive lineman. Generally, once you hit your 30s, right, you start to really trend downhill. And I think you can still be a productive offensive lineman, sure, but I don't want a 32-year-old blocking a potential rookie. I don't know if I want a 32-year-old blocking Dan Moore, uh, literally and figuratively. I, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I would not, with the young core, with Kenny Pickett, Right. Najee Harris, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Kenny on a rookie contract. I wouldn't tie money into a guy that, um, you know, could have one foot foot out of the league already. I would want to draft a couple of offensive linemen early. Let them grow with this group. One thing I definitely don't want to do is draft an offensive lineman early and have him sit for a year behind Taylor Lewan. I want to throw him right into the fire because I think if you have him sit for a year, then his development gets pushed back till literally 2024 at this point. And, you know, Kenny's already going to be on his his third year at that point. Najee will be on his fourth year, which is crazy to say. So I don't want Luan personally. When it comes to Steelers, free agents, Cam Sutton a priority. We talked about that. Terrell Edmonds, I think, another priority. The defensive line is the big mystery, I think, in all this. You and I were talking about it. Larry Ogunjobi has played. you said it. For the Browns uh, and the Bengals, he could complete that a quad effect or whatever you want to call it. If he goes to to the Ravens, uh, I think the Steelers are going to look to bring him back. I'm not sure at what cost. Chris Wormley's another guy. He's our boy, Chris Wormley and friends show two years in a row here. Yens are crazy in the Steelers crazy podcast. We know he had that really tough ACL uh, tear at the end of the season, but he was always just a, a depth guy that this team relied on to play significant snaps. Mm-hmm. And, I think it's tough ultimately at the end of the day to want to sign a 30 year old defensive tackle coming off of an ACL injury, but shouldn't cost that much. Uh, let's keep it real. Um, and if we, we book him for another season, maybe we can up his salary.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, and Chris is such a good guy, man. I Even if, you know, wherever he goes, you know, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be wearing Wormley. that Chris Worm, Wormley jersey. And uh, I know if the Steelers play them, I'm sure that he'll uh, hop back on here uh maybe wearing different colors, but let's hope that he stays in black and gold and uh hopefully that his recovery and, and his family and everyone they're all just they're all just great people and uh we're really fortunate to have the Chris Wormley and Friends show um just a just a standout dude. Never it's, say it's, never. never. Never say never. Never say never. Could be back. Yeah. So uh a few more things I wanted to touch on. So so what would you say even It could be the draft, it could be free agency, it can be re-signing someone. I'll give my take. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of reports and some people that I know about Cam Sutton is in talks and it seemed to be going well, but it just seems like it's kind of at a standstill again. Um, my biggest thing is that I think that Cam Sutton has been the most consistent, not defensive player, I think the overall stealer, he has been wow. the most consistent. Um, And I think that, you know, he's, again, he's on a defense. Like I said it with Alex Highsmith, Mika Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, TJ Watch. So it's hard to, it's hard to be that superstar on the Steelers defense, but I think that he's solid. He's proven that he shows up every game. Um, Terrell Edmonds, I will say this. I think that I, I, I like him a lot, but I think that the reason that he gets criticized so much is simply because he was a first round pick, so he played decent for his career, but has he played up to the potential of a first round pick? No, that's my personal opinion um but I think that you know he he's solid they're but two solid guys that you know I would like like to see so that that's mine, but you gotta you gotta sign Cam Sutton. Uh, give and also give Alex Highsmith a blank check. I think that's a no brainer. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I mean everything's there. You know, you have Kenny with the rookie contract. George Pickens, Deontay's here. Hopefully, you know things go well with him because he has the talent. Just kind of gotta gotta get a touchdown. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, the, those are my. I would say the biggest thing for JY is to sign Cam Sutton.
1: I agree with you on those fronts. So I'll switch to the offensive side of the ball. Some guys are going to be free agents. We already talked about it. Mason Rudolph, I don't think he'll come back. Derek Watt and Zach Gentry are free agents. Don't need them. I mean, Derek could stick around, obviously, for one reason, and you know that reason. Um, Obviously, I think his brother being happy is quite important at the end of the day. Hey, they
0: showed him they can use him on that goal line.
1: Big jet sweep guy. You know, he's, he's taken Chase Claypool's place ever since the Claypool trade. Big jet sweep guy right there, Derek Watt. Uh, I think another dude that I'm going to throw out there under the radar is I want to see Steven Sims here for a lot longer. Yeah. Good special I Steven teams guy. Sims was electric last season. I remember in the preseason, he really stuck out to me. I was like, this guy looks like Antonio Brown out there, the way he glides, his yeah. shiftiness, his ability. You know who knew if he could carry any of that over to the regular season, but he did. Uh, he made a game-changing punt return, I think, in the Tampa game. He had that absolutely huge catch in the Ravens uh, game at the end of the year. The Steelers obviously needed that win on Sunday Night Football to stay in playoff contention. Just an insanely good throw and catch from Pickett to Steven Sims. I'm on board with the Steelers bringing in another receiver. Ultimately, um, you don't pretty- think you don't think Gunner will be back. Gunner, no, nah, he's not going to be back. That's another good point. I think Calvin Austin can come back on the scene, but I don't trust him. Uh, he's like 160 pounds soaking wet, and who knows? We haven't we haven't seen him for a year. So even if we add a receiver in free agency or the draft, Steven Sims is a perfect number four. He'll step in and play the slot when needed. If somebody goes down, I trust him, and he's electric on special teams. Gunner had a couple fumbles earlier in the season. Sims cleared that up, man, kick return, punt return. Uh, those guys don't grow on trees these days. So. That that's one that I'll just throw out there that isn't getting as much attention. Obviously, as guys like Sutton, Edmonds, uh, Ogunjobi. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, well, with that being said, I think we're going to go to our favorite part of the show. Go ahead, Sammy. It's time for sick picks, brought to you by my bookie. Yeah, man, my book, so. cash in, deposit, do do it whenever you like. I know I'm gonna be putting some uh, bets on the XFL and maybe some uh, college basketball. You like the XFL? I, you know what, I was kind of, I was kind of like, you know, eh, but like I do like The Rock. Um, I'm I'm not a big, I, I'm not a fan of pro wrestling, but I know The Rock is an actor, just such a great guy, and I I just uh, I like him because he. You know, he has the work ethic, and that's the type of person I am. Um, you look yeah. like a Little Rock. I wish, yeah. Little Rock, Arkansas. More green juice. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just make sure that you use our code sick picks. my bookie. Um, we're rocking with them this year, and we, we really hope that you guys can sign up. Just, again, make sure you use our code sick picks. There's a ton of parlays. I know that there's boxing. There's – I mean, there's a million things. I mean, I, I used to get in trouble – my wife used to say, why are, you, why are you yelling at the screen? And it was horse racing. I said, well, I, I, have, uh, I have this one. And she would be like, you need to stop. But I, I, I,
1: it's, I'm not a quitter. So make sure. I'm going to give some picks because uh, – and we'll review them on Tuesday. But before I give these picks out, let me give a little pause, dramatic pause. Because what you should be doing in this pause is going to my bookie, signing up, using the code picks, and then depositing. So before I give out these winners and make you lots of money, let's have this pause. Sick picks. See that we just made podcast history right there. Uh, scripted pause. I like that a lot. All right, I'm I'm big into Call of Troops right now. March Madness is literally right around the corner. Man, did that sneak up? I'm gonna give five picks and then let's review them on Tuesday. If I go zero and five or one and four, we'll forget to review them. But um, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go down the line here. Win you guys some money out there, and then I want you to DM me at Sports one Show me your bet slips. Show me that deposit, and I'm just going to keep making you money throughout the rest of the season. All right, we have Penn State at Ohio State, 630, college hoops tonight. Penn State's minus 2.5. They're fighting for a tournament spot. I saw that they're on Joe Linardi's uh, next four-out list, I think, or maybe last four out, so they're right on the bubble. Too much pressure for them, in my opinion, at Ohio State, a team that has underachieved this year but never easy on the road in the Big Ten. Penn State minus two and a half. Uh, I like Ohio State money line in that game. And literally, as I'm talking about it, that spread is starting to shift. It's like I uh, I have a heads up or something. All right, Michigan at Rutgers. This is another interesting one. I'm sticking with two Big Ten matchups to start. Uh, Michigan, another team that really is fighting for their lives. Uh, They got a big number here, plus five and a half. I'm taking that at Rutgers, even though Rutgers is 17 to 10. Middle of the pack, good Big Ten team there. That's two picks. My third, I'm going to take UCLA Bruins. That's my favorite right now to win the national championship. They're fourth ranked uh, in college basketball. They're minus seven at Utah. They are absolutely rolling right now, 23 and four. They're going to cover that minus seven. So far, I also want to take two more games, and I can't believe I'm going to do it, but I'm going all the way out to the WAC conference. I just have to do it. I got Gonzaga. Gonzaga. In San Diego tonight, Gonzaga is minus 23. And I also have St. Mary's and Pacific. I'll tell you one thing, guys. St. Mary's and Gonzaga are playing for the conference tournament championship on Saturday. I think they're both going to be looking ahead to those games. They're dropping big numbers. Pacific plus 19 against St. Mary's. Take the dog in Pacific. San Diego plus 23 against Gonzaga. Take the dog in San Diego. Those are five picks. I'm going to win at least four of them. Or review on Tuesday. Uh, nothing says Steelers crazy like five random college basketball picks. Well,
0: here, I'll give you mine since I'm undefeated since uh, for my bookie career so far. So I have the Penguins over the Oilers tonight. Uh, they're minus 110, so I'm just taking them straight up. Then I have the Bulls over the Nets because I'm a Bulls fan and I'm just going to take this and this is my parlay. And then I have Pitt over oh, Syracuse.
1: That's a big game. That's
0: a big game for Pitt. And also there is baseball, Grapefruit League, uh, the Pirates and Blue Jays, but I'm just going to enjoy that because baseball is back. But, you know, over at the Steelers Crazy Podcast, sick podcast, we're going all year round with Steeler coverage. Guests, reporters, draft prospects, former Steelers, current Steelers, you never know who's going to pop on. So just make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And we'll see you next week. For Steelers Crazy Sick Podcast, I'm J.Y. That's Michael Nicastro. Stay crazy. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.